You're listening to ReachMD. This medical industry feature is titled, Close to the Heart, the Impact of Cardiovascular Disease on Patients with Type 2 Diabetes. Here are your guests, Dr. Eden Miller and Dr. James O'Keefe. Welcome, and thank you for joining us today as we discuss the growing prevalence of diabetes in the United States and its associated cardiovascular comorbidities. My name is Dr. Eden Miller. I'm a family practice physician, a diabetologist at High Lakes Healthcare in Bend, Oregon. And I'm Dr. James O'Keefe, a cardiologist practicing at the St. Luke's Mid-America Heart Institute, and I'm very excited to discuss this very timely topic and share my own perspectives. This podcast is a presentation supported by and created on behalf of Beringer Ingelheim Pharmaceuticals, Inc. and Lilly USA, LLC. The podcast presentation content has been reviewed for consistency with FDA guidelines and is not approved for continuing medical education credit. Reporting from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention on the leading cause of death in 2017 says that heart disease, cerebrovascular disease, and diabetes are all in the top 10 leading causes of death in the United States. This comes as no surprise as these diseases have remained top contributors to mortality over time. But it turns out that diabetes mortality rates may rank even higher on this list. Diabetes is often underreported as the cause of death, which may lead to underestimated mortality rates. This is due to the sensitivity and specificity of death certificate assignments, as individuals with diabetes often have other conditions that may contribute to death. A recent study showed that if you factor in excess mortality risk with the prevalence of diabetes among patients at death, diabetes may actually be the third leading cause of death, not the seventh. Having multiple cardiovascular risk factors such as high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and or smoking increases your risk of death related to cardiovascular disease as well. The more risk factors you have, the higher your risk of death. In addition, no matter if you have one or three risk factors, if you have diabetes, the chance of cardiovascular death is amplified. As the combined effects of these risk factors stack on top of each other, the results can be deadly for patients with diabetes. So far, we've been talking about cardiovascular risk, but what we're ultimately discussing here is life expectancy. What does the stacking up of these comorbidities do to life expectancy? In a recent study, investigators examined a cohort of patients with various risk factors at the start of the study, namely diabetes, myocardial infarction, or stroke, who were followed beginning at 60 years of age. They started with a base life expectancy of 78.6 years. When you add type 2 diabetes, life expectancy was reduced by 6.2 years to approximately 72 years. If you add in myocardial infarction, researchers observed a 12.8 year reduction in lifespan to 66 years old. Finally, if you add on a history of stroke, these three risk factors combined to lower life expectancy by 15.1 years, resulting in an observed average lifespan of 64 years. You know, I see these statistics, and it's so easy to get lost in the numbers. We need to think bigger than that. What does 15 years mean to your patients? How does that lost time, lost decades, translate into consequences for their family and the things they will miss out on? 
This shows us that patients with established cardiovascular disease and type 2 diabetes are clearly high-risk patients whose cardiovascular risk should be managed urgently. So what can we do to decrease this cardiovascular risk associated with diabetes? In 2018, the American Diabetes Association and the European Association for the Study of Diabetes worked together to update their prior position statements on the management of type 2 diabetes. Beyond specific treatment suggestions, we would again like to emphasize that a critical recommendation is that this was a call to providers to prioritize the delivery of patient-centered care. Dr. O'Keefe, how are we defining that? What does that mean to you? We can think of patient-centered care as acknowledging multimorbidity, being respectful of patient preferences and barriers, and practicing shared decision-making. Any suggested intervention should be evaluated in the context of the patient's cognitive status, literacy level, cultural beliefs, and individual fears or health concerns. And in addition to those patient factors, there are also clinical factors to evaluate. In 2020, the American Association of Clinical Endocrinologists and the American College of Endocrinology published a consensus statement regarding their recommended management algorithm for type 2 diabetes. They proposed that the following factors should be strongly considered, including lifestyle optimization, minimization of the risk of hypoglycemia, management of comorbidities, minimization of the risk of weight gain and abnormal adiposity, individualization of A1C target, and consideration of ease of use and affordability of diabetes therapy. Thinking about all of these risk factors collectively, we should appreciate that they are not independent of each other. Each of them fits together and influences the other factors. Again, it's important to note that patient-centered approach here, and of course, a renewed focus on cardiovascular risk assessments. Across professional organizations and consensus statements, a renewed focus on a collaborative team approach for the treatment of type 2 diabetes has emerged. It is recommended to be composed of healthcare workers from multiple disciplines, including, but not limited to, a primary care provider, dietitian, pharmacist, clinical diabetes educator, cardiologist, mental health professional, endocrinologist, podiatrist, nephrologist, nurses, and other support staff. Dr. Miller, anything else to add there? I'd just chime in that the involvement of certain types of specialists may depend on a patient's risk assessment and needs. However, it is clear that teamwork and a collaborative approach is key to maximizing improvement in patient outcomes. We cannot treat individual symptoms or organ symptoms in a silo. A team-based approach can have significantly positive effects for the patient, as I think you're going to discuss now, Dr. O'Keefe. Yes, a multidisciplinary approach has been shown to improve CV outcomes in patients with type 2 diabetes when compared to usual care, as shown in a study from 2018. This group defined usual care as care where providers in a primary care setting did not incorporate comorbidity risk assessment or new patient education initiatives. Patients in the multidisciplinary group were given baseline risk assessment, and where necessary, specialists were incorporated into their management care team. Patients in the multidisciplinary group exhibited a cardiovascular disease incidence rate that was 52% lower than the usual care group. 
this study really exemplifies the benefits of treatment that is started off the right way and guided by proper risk stratification and assessment. It is important to refer to and coordinate care with specialists, such as cardiologists, when a patient with diabetes presents with cardiovascular risk. There are some resources we want to tell you about as well. One useful tool is the A1CVD Pro app from No Diabetes by Heart, which is a professional educational app designed to meet the needs of busy healthcare professionals who treat patients with type 2 diabetes. And I have this one on my phone. This app is unique in that it takes users through a simulated experience in which they are presented with real-life case studies, given a series of treatment decisions, and guided through current practice guidelines. You should also take a look at nodiabetesbyheart.org. It is a joint initiative from the American Heart Association and the American Diabetes Association. This website contains resources for patients with fact sheets and brochures in both English and Spanish, discussion guides so that they have some talking points to bring up with their clinicians, and an Ask the Expert series. It also contains resources for healthcare professionals, including webinars, podcasts, guidelines, the latest science on diabetes, a link to cardiovascular disease risk calculator, and more information about the A1CVD Pro app we previously mentioned. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. As we have heard, understanding and assessing cardiovascular risks in patients with type 2 diabetes is paramount. Updated treatment guidelines and newly available resources can be used to help primary care providers such as yourself navigate a path towards improved outcomes for their patients. Working as part of a multidisciplinary team with a patient-centered approach can create a track for success and patient empowerment for those with type 2 diabetes. Thank you so much for joining us today. Goodbye. This program is part of a three-part series supported by and created on behalf of Boringer Ingelheim Pharmaceuticals Incorporated and Lilly USA LLC. If you missed any part of this discussion and would like to access the other episodes in this series, visit reachmd.com slash industry feature. This is ReachMD. Be part of the knowledge.